CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello to our fellow royal lovers and welcome to Royally Us. I'm Christina, that's Molly. How's it going, Molly? Yeah, this... This has been a big week. They're all back in business. Everybody's out here doing everything. (laughs) Doing everything. We got a lot to get to, as always, and kick it off with the very exciting news that Princess Beatrice and her husband, Eduardo Mopoli-Mosi, welcomed their brand new baby girl. So exciting. She just had her baby, and it seems like she is doing well. Yes, this is the queen's 12th great-grandchild. Can you believe that? And she was tiny. She was six pounds, two ounces. Um, We don't have a name yet. I know. And... Yeah, there, there's obviously the bookmakers are always, you know, putting out. They think it could be Florence was one of the ones I saw. I don't know about that, but I was looking up how long usually most of the other royals wait. And Beatrice's sister, Eugenie, waited two whole weeks uh, when she gave birth. She was like one of the most recent people to give birth. So we might have a very long wait ahead of us. But Meghan and Harry announced Lilibet immediately. Yeah. So, you know. Each to their own. Definitely. Well, I'm excited. And it seems like um, a lot of well wishes have been pouring in. Obviously, the Queen released a statement. Uh, The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge sent their well wishes as well. And her sister, uh, Princess Eugenie, uh, sent her well wishes because now they're going to have two little babies growing up together. So nice. I, I just love that. That's really sweet. I do too. Yeah. Like you said, 12 great grandchildren. That's qu- quite incredible. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> no, definitely. All right. Well, after 66 days, Duchess Kate has finally made her first public appearance. Um, she was, uh, she paid a visit to Raf Bryce Norton and met with those who helped evacuate Afghan refugees during the Taliban takeover of, Af- of Afghanistan. Um, like we said last week, we haven't seen her in a while. People were speculating that she's pregnant she's clearly not she looks great and she uh wanted to make her first public appearance a really good cause so the groups that she was meeting with they evacuated over fifteen thousand people out of kabul uh so that's just a really really worthy cause for her to be spotlighting for the first thing that she's done in such a long time yeah, definitely. Yeah, she said in an Instagram post that, you know, the stories that she heard were emotional, heart-wrenching, and uh, and heartwarming as well. So definitely um, kind of heard it all, and it was a great like great way to kind of kick things off. So good for her, and we're happy to see her out and about. And, yes. um, and then, of course, Prince William is also hard at work, and he announced the 15 finalists for his Earthshot 
Prize. Now, this is, of course, his Global Environment Award that aims to find new ideas to tackle climate change. This is something that's very important to him, and he's been talking about this for quite some time, right? Yes. So he and Prince Charles and Prince Harry, we know they are all so vocal about climate change and and initiatives like this. So he has allocated there's going to be 50 million pounds which is i guess like 69 million dollars uh given out to five different initiatives in five categories and so now he's just these were the finalists and there were some really interesting things in here there's um there's one group that is helping build new coral reefs it's called coral vita in the bahamas because we know those are all like dying at an insane rate and Mm -hmm. there's a 14 year old from india who has designed a solar powered ironing cart that can improve air quality it's just really so many different interesting initiatives and it's cool to, to see him doing something that's actually going to have a tangible impact totally it's definitely going to make a difference and you know a lot of people are doing some really great work and it's great that he's highlighting them. So very cool. All right. So moving on to something that I know people are super excited about is this upcoming Prince Philip documentary. Um, It's going to be an intimate documentary with a lot of people from the royal family telling stories about him. And there's this one um, story that already came out about Prince Charles detailing the last conversation that he had with Prince Philip. And obviously some cheeky humor from Prince Philip emerged. Yes, it's very funny. So, of course, Prince Philip was 99 when he passed away. And apparently, Prince Charles was speaking to him about his birthday party in April. And he said, uh, we're talking about your birthday and whether there's going to be a reception. And Prince Philip apparently said, well, I've got to be alive for it, haven't I? So that was really funny. Just some some sort of dark humor. Uh, And I love that Charles feels comfortable enough to share that in the documentary. It just shows that humor is a coping mechanism for a lot of people. (laughs) Totally. And another uh, humorous anecdote came from uh, Prince William, who talked about how um, at family barbecues, Prince Philip would open up a mustard can and have people squeeze it and the mustard would get all over people's faces and the queen would not be very happy with him about this because there was usually mustard splattered all over during their family barbecues. So it definitely seemed like he had a, a fun sense of humor. Yeah, it sounds like it. I think I'm on the Queen's side with that one, though. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to have to be cleaning up mustard all over the place. Doesn't really sound like fun, but I'm sure a lot of good memories, though. Um, Speaking of Prince Philip, the high court actually ruled that his will will be kept sealed for 90 years. Um, So we'll have no idea, you know, what was left in this will because, you know, we'll all be long gone. (laughs) Right. They've done this uh, ever since 1910. Most of the royals' wills have been sealed um, because they feel that there would be too much publicity that would come with publishing uh, the will. And so this has happened with the Queen Mother, with Princess Margaret. We do know some like details that have been reported about their will and their net worth. Um, But yeah, it's pretty much usually kept private, which is interesting because you would think that there would be a public demand to know how much these people are worth when they pass away because they do benefit so much from public funding. So I don't know. I just, I find it very interesting that they go out of their way to sort of keep it hush hush. Right. Yeah. It is kind of interesting. It's like, I wonder what secrets are, are hidden in these wills and what, um, you know, I wonder if like the public, you know, it's like almost the public's right to know since, like you said, 
so much of uh, money is public funding. So I don't know. Interesting. I wonder if history will ch- will change going forward, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now it is time to spill the royal tea, and it seems the royals are going Hollywood because on September 28th, Prince Charles, Duchess Camilla, Prince William, and Duchess Kate will all be attending the premiere of the new James Bond flick, No Time to Die. It seems like they are the new Fab Four. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, it's going to be a little more tame, I think. Maybe they're after parties or whatever. But yeah, I, I can't wait to see them on a red carpet again. It's and been a long time. Yeah. And we know the Royals are big uh, James Bond fans. And this is Daniel Craig's final film in the franchise. And then we're going to be getting a new James Bond. So uh, it's in late, it's on September 28th. I was going to say late September. It is late September. Oh my gosh. Where is this year going? <laughs> I know. Everything opens up again and suddenly it's like time is going too fast. But yeah, yeah they're, they're also going to have some healthcare workers and members of armed forces who they are, they have invited to the premiere to thank them for you know such a rough past couple of years and all of their service so i think it will probably be a very jubilant night yes it definitely will and of course like you said uh the, the royals are fans of daniel craig if you remember that olympic promo a couple of years ago when the olympics were in london and the queen and uh daniel craig did a whole james bond skit so uh, it's kind of coming full circle now <laughs> that was the best oh it my really gosh. was it really yeah. was um well harry and megan were the talk of the emmys even though they weren't there and didn't win, but they were kind of a butt of some of the jokes. What do you think of uh, Cedric the Entertainer's joke? Do you think that they found it funny or were they not probably too happy about that? (laughs) I don't think Megan and Harry find much funny. That's just an impression I get about them. (laughs) I mean, I think... He's probably lucky if he didn't get a cease and desist letter. But, uh, you know, it's an award show. People get roasted. Fair's fair. Um, and I loved his joke about TikTok. I thought that was really funny that they're, they're going to need Archie to teach them TikTok dances. You know, that's how it is when you're in the public eye, I guess. What do you think? I think so, too. I mean, like you said, I, I kind of agree. I don't really think that they find a lot of this funny. But, um, I mean, that's what kind of comes with the territory. I mean, they are kind of shifting into that more celebrity lifestyle rather than royals. And if you want to attend these award shows and, you know, have these book deals and Netflix deals, I mean, this kind of comes with the territory, I guess, especially when you're such big public figures. Yeah. And the crown was also a big winner at the Emmys. Um, Olivia Coleman won. Uh, so uh, the Royals are always taking over no matter where you go. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. The series has actually won 21 Emmys total and it won seven this year. It's wow. just, you know, it's crazy. It really is. This episode is brought to you by Apostrophe. Are you like me, someone who has spent a lot of money on a cabinet full of skin treatments but has no idea what half of them do? Well, Apostrophe makes it easy to see a board-certified dermatologist online. You'll be treated right away, and your medications will be delivered to your home so you won't have to leave your house. It's truly amazing. And one thing I really like about Apostrophe is their packaging. The unboxing experience is fantastic. We have a special deal for our audience. Save $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash royallyus when you use our code royallyus. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash royallyus and click begin visit. Then use our code royallyus at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash royallyus and use that code royallyus to get your dermatology visit 
and save $15. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. Magic Spoon is a brand new low-carb, high-protein cereal with zero grams of sugar. Recently, I've been attempting to cut down on unhealthy foods, and Magic Spoon tastes exactly like your favorite childhood cereals, but it's free of all the nasty things, so it's a great addition to my morning routine. Magic Spoon cereals have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving, and are only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low carb. The variety pack comes in your favorite classic flavors, including cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. Go to magicspoon.com slash royallyus to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code royallyus at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash royallyus and use the code royallyus to save $5 off. And thank you to Magic Spoon for sponsoring the episode. All right, well, now it is time to break down our royal rules. And to help us do that is Robert Jobson, author of Prince Philip's Century. So take a look. How do you think the royals reacted to Harry and Meghan's time cover? Well, I mean, I think it's just a bit more of the same, isn't it? I mean, I think the public found it quite amusing. And I mean, and if you're saying that in the top 100 influences in the world, you've also got Britney Spears and Dolly Parton. I'm not sure Time magazine is quite what it was. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you think that we will soon see Harry and Meghan, you know, attending more of these award shows and doing more things, more as celebrities rather than royals? Well, by their own by their own, you know, statement, they are more celebrity now than royal. They're not royals. It's that they're born. Harry's a born royal. Meghan was in it for five minutes. I mean, they both decided to keep the title, which is rather odd considering how much they panned the organization and said. Mm-hmm that they don't really see the need for it. Um, one would have thought the first thing you do is drop your royal title, but clearly that carries some financial and, and exposure weight. I think that they've, they, they will be now seen as celebrities going forward, slightly quasi-celebrities, royal. Um, but that's the sort of way path they've chosen, isn't it? And they've sort of cheapened the mystique a little bit. Um, uh, I, I don't know what direction they're going to go in. I think that they may have had a uh, sort of a plan where they were halfway in and halfway out. That wasn't going to happen by really from Prince William more than anybody said. You can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're probably finding their feet at the moment. Um, they've had their second baby. And they've now got to start fulfilling some of these promises for the big bucks that they've been signed up for. Mm-hmm. So Prince William was kind of the one that said, like, you can't be in, you can't have a boat. Well, he was, certainly, he was certainly at the meetings where the mm-hmm. Queen was the, obviously the person that ruled overall. Um, but, he, you know, let's be honest, when Prince, the Queen passes, Prince Charles is not going to probably be on the throne for very long. I mean, he's a man who's 72 Mm-hmm. Now it's in the lap of the gods, but he's seventy one, seventy two now. So, you know, we're, we're, the future of the monarchy really rests on the shoulders of Prince William and the Cambridge family. And so, really, a lot of the decisions he will be consulted on. And I know that his position was very strong. Um, that you can't have it both ways. You can't be half in, half out, mm-hmm. because you can't be seen to be making money commercially, but at the same time saying you're serving the people because you can't get paid by both. Mm -hmm. 
Do you think that was maybe a real big reason as to why they are no longer on speaking terms? Obviously, it was probably a bunch of different reasons, but do you think that maybe that was one of the, the biggest Well, reasons? they clearly disagreed, didn't they? They clearly disagreed. I don't know, and I wouldn't profess to know the reason, the one mm-hmm. thing that turned it, but I would say that, that um, they were clearly... They clearly disagreed with the way that Harry... Um, was going about things. And I also think that he was quite shocked when Harry gave an interview in South Africa in which he started you know, effectively airing their dirty linen in public. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things. I, th- I think also Harry not happy with the lack of support he felt over his marriage to Meghan. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're very close. They were very close as young men. Let's hope that over time, that heals, the wounds can heal. But I do think these are quite deep wounds. Yeah. Do you think that everybody's going to come together for the Queen's Jubilee? Do you think that, you know, every they'll put their different... I'm not sure Meghan will ever come to the Britain again. She's not popular here now. Mm. Um, the idea of her standing on the next to the Queen or close to the Queen, doting on the Queen or whatever, when you've got a book coming out in which you're going to spellyate more and spell... And, and, and actually spill more dirty living in public does seem a little hypocritical. I mean, the idea, I mean, the fact that Harry, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Harry says, he, I mean, I'm sure Harry thinks he'll be there for the 70th, um, the, the Platinum Jubilee. But you've got to remember that within months, he's going to have a book coming out, probably attacking and calling a rape, one member of the royal family racist, probably naming them. Um, you know, who knows? He says he never will, but I'm sure the publishers after paying all that money, will want something for their, their buck. Um, it's going to be quite awkward. I mean, and surely the focus of attention for the Queen on her 70th anniversary of, of 70 years of continued service and dedication and duty, then the focus should not be on whether Meghan's happy or not or whether Harry's looking the wrong way from his brother. And that's exactly what will be the case. And that would be wrong, in my opinion, because the Queen deserves more than that. Yeah. Do you think eventually Harry will just not be invited to these events anymore? Because obviously... Well, we don't even know if he has been, but I'm sure that he will be... Like, it's very difficult to know because, I mean, you know, he, he you know, he's, writing a, he's writing another... He's, not only has he belly ached on and complained about them on pu- public television, um, but he's, you know, he's writing a book about them now, first person, and you can't hide from that. It's not like Fighting Freedom when it, they may have said a few things and the author has gone off, the authors have gone off and, you know, written it as if it's from the first person, but it clearly isn't. You know, they've got some help. But this is different. His name and stamp will be on it, and I think that will be very uh, difficult. Yeah, so you think that his book could potentially break his relationship with his family completely? Depends what's in it, but I right. think that it's going to be very difficult to heal. Yeah. All right. Well, in our Royal History Moment of the Week, it appears that Queen Elizabeth is not too happy that Prince Charles eventually wants to turn Buckingham Palace into a museum. Yeah. Uh, apparently, that's his big plan whenever he becomes king. Um, and the Queen is not happy about it because I guess she feels very emotionally attached to it since it has been her home for decades, almost a century. Um Personally, I think it's probably a good idea because there's a lot of royal real estate and it's very expensive. And I think more and more as time goes on, the general public is going to be saying, 
why do you guys need all of this? Why do you need two giant palaces in London? Why do you need another one in Windsor that's like 20 miles away? So I think he, this is a proactive plan and I understand why it would make some people sad sentimentally, but I think it's smart. I think so too. And I think the people, you know, want to see, they want to be a part of a little bit of history and they want to be able to go beyond the palace walls. And I think you don't have to make the entire thing a museum, but certain sections, I think you definitely could be, and it could still be a resident, a residence. So I think that it would be a nice thing to kind of, you know, turn it into a bit of a museum. I also think Kensington Palace, when you think about how many royals that we never even see live there for free, yeah, that's kind of crazy too. It's like at least the ones that live in Buckingham Palace are working for it. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you know, they're out shaking hands and then there's just all these people like living in Kensington Palace who are just like living the high life. Right. So I think that, I bet that's on Charles's list too. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. Must be nice. Um, all right, before we wrap up, we have to of course check in on our royal kids and it appears that Prince William is keeping his grandfather and his son close to his heart. I, lo I love this, you know, he released um, a little video and we saw in the background that he has a photo of Prince Philip and uh, his son, Prince George uh, in the background. Yes, it's that really cute photo that they published right after Prince Philip's passing that shows uh, George and Philip together um, riding, carriage riding, because we found out, I, I feel like we just found out when he passed that he was so into carriage riding. Yeah. So that was just a really sweet picture that they, they put up on Instagram. And now to know that it's also in William's office is very nice. Very, very nice. Yeah, it seems like, you know, always keeping his uh, grandfather close to his heart and his, uh, as well as his son. And it seemed like they had a really nice relationship too. So very nice. I always love how like everybody always analyzes the pictures that are in the background of their, uh, their videos that they do because they, they keep swapping them out a lot. And it's always interesting to see which ones make the cut. I know they must have one person who like thinks about that yeah. and is like, oh, let's do this one this week. Let's do this one next week. <laughs> totally, totally. Well, Molly, thank you so much for running down all things Royals with me as always. Thank you so much, Christina. And I'm so happy the Royals are back in action, keeping us busy once again. Very, very busy. Can't wait. Can't wait. And I can't wait to see them on the red carpet next week. We'll have that um, rundown as well. So definitely looking forward to that one. All right. Well, yeah, for much more on the Royals, head on over to usmagazine.com. Keep commenting, keep subscribing, and Molly and I will see you next week. Bye, guys.